to the Not Your Mama podcast. This is your host, Kelly Bryant, and today we are going to be talking about the effects of gaining muscle. This is one of my favorite things to talk about because I love helping women get super strong and helping birthing people feel capable and competent again after having a baby. So we're going to be talking about the ways that muscle affects our life in three ways. Metabolic effects, physiological effects or strength gains, and psychological effects. And I don't want you to imagine that I am presenting these in order of importance. It's like reverse order of importance. We are building up, we are culminating at what I think is the greatest impact of strength training. And we're going to start with metabolic effects because that's kind of the easiest and the clearest. Now, I've talked about this before on the podcast. Muscle tissue is our most metabolically demanding tissue. So when we put more muscle on our frame, it doesn't matter if we gain weight or lose weight, doesn't matter if we lose fat or not. If we add muscle to our frame, we burn more calories all day, every day. A few different reasons for that. One, you're moving more mass. So in general, people who are heavier or larger have a higher BMR. So you're moving more mass, but also maintaining that muscle tissue requires more energy as well. So using your muscles and just having your muscles burns more calories versus if you have less muscle. And again, that's going to apply whether you stay at exactly the same weight, right? So I'm saying like bigger people burn more calories. Yes. But even if you stay at the exact same weight and you're essentially like trading uh, fat for muscle, you're going to burn more calories, which means you may be hungrier. That's an important thing to understand about gaining muscle is that you may feel hungrier and you should eat more because you are burning more calories. If you stop eating enough calories while you're gaining muscle, one of a few things is going to happen. One, you're going to burn your muscle. You're going to like metabolize your muscle and store fat because your body is preparing for a famine. It thinks that you're starving. And so it wants to hold on to fat stores. It doesn't prioritize saving muscle. It's possible to work around that, but only with very small calorie deficits and only for short periods of time. Sustained calorie deficits while you are trying to strength train are more likely to result in injury, fatigue, uh, hormonal effects. So this is where you start to feel like, and I had this conversation with a client um, just before I went on maternity leave that she hadn't mentioned for a very long time but then told me, you know, oh yeah, I've been feeling like this for months, that she was just feeling exhausted, that she was feeling really good with the workouts for a long time. She could see herself improving. She was loving her results. And then she just started to feel exhausted. Every time she had to like start a workout, she felt so tired. She could barely make herself do it. She started missing a lot of workouts. And I talked to her about what she was eating and she was not eating enough. So her body was just shutting down. Her body was like, nope, you can't do this. So the that's kind of like a pro and a con. You are going to need more calories if you have more muscle. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not like, oh, today you need 1,800 calories and tomorrow you need 2,800. That's not the case at all. Um, but you will 
you know, over time, gradually start to need to eat a little bit more. And I typically recommend that people get that by just adding a snack right before or right after training. You don't need to overthink it. You don't have to have like the perfect thing. It can be a shake if that's convenient and easy and the most likely way for you to actually get it in. But you don't need to find like some perfect supplement food, just regular food is fine. Um, And you want to get like a mix of carbs, fats, and protein. You do want to have some protein for sure right around your workout, but it doesn't need to be pure protein. So that's the first effect. Clear, straightforward. You're going to increase your metabolism. You're going to speed up your metabolism. You're going to need to eat more food, Um, but you're going to get to eat more food, which is the, the upside. If you are a chronic dieter, the upside is you get to eat more food now and you don't have to worry about it or feel bad about it. Or I mean, you never have to feel bad about it, but you have a much even greater reason that you definitely need to be eating plenty of food. Now, the second thing that it changes is physiologically, we feel better when we're stronger. So I'm going to say that again. Physiologically, we feel better when we're stronger. And that's for a few reasons. One is because we can do more things, right? Like you can bend over and pick up something heavy and you can actually utilize the muscles that are designed to pick that heavy thing up as opposed to relying on maybe some compensating patterns that you have. So people often give the example, like if you have low back pain, everyone's like, oh, you just, you have a weak core. You need more core strength. That may or may not be true. But for our example, let's say it's true. So you have a lot of back pain because your core is really weak. Most likely you've been compensating for that weak core by doing a lot of your, you know, day-to-day life, your posture, your lifting, things like that with your back muscles more than they're designed to be used. So when you get stronger and you find core engagement, you're able to lift more and lift more without pain. So we can start to reverse some compensating patterns and feel better living our day-to-day life and be more capable of doing things. Another really interesting physiological effect that a lot of people don't expect is that you may get more flexible or more mobile, which is super interesting, right? I think a lot of the time we picture in our heads someone who's really strong, looks like a meathead, can barely put their arms down by their side, has very limited mobility. Not if we're doing it well. If we're doing it well, you actually may find quite the contrary. You feel less stiff and you actually are less stiff. You have improved mobility when you're stronger. I'll give an example with your hamstrings. So... If your hamstrings are super weak, many of the people that I work with have weak hamstrings and they feel like their hamstrings are really tight. Like I need to do lots of yoga, lots of forward folds, lots of stretching to loosen up my hamstrings. No, it's possible, quite plausible in fact, that your hamstrings feel tight and your hamstrings are tight because they're not strong enough to do the job that they're supposed to do And so when they get tugged on, you know, when you do all those forward folds in yoga class, they go into panic mode and they actually contract and restrict your mobility as a protective mechanism. So when a muscle is undertrained for what it's being asked to do, it contracts, it restricts movement, it feels tight and it is tight because it doesn't want you to pull a muscle. It doesn't want to 
be damaged at like the attachment point, right? Where your hamstring attaches to your sit bone or where your hamstring attaches behind your knee. It doesn't want to pull anything. So it's constricting the whole muscle as a protective mechanism. And so surprisingly, when we go to strength train and we do lots of deadlifts, for example, or RDLs, Romanian deadlifts, which are uh, more of a hamstring recruitment, we see that, haha, miraculously, the hamstrings actually relax. They release because they learn that they actually are capable and strong enough for what's being asked of them. So keeping in mind, you have to actually train that range of motion, right? So doing like a really small range of motion deadlift is not going to improve the mobility of your hamstrings. You have to actually utilize the range of motion that you want access to. But that is one way that one very surprising effect of getting stronger. So physiologically, two effects that we're talking about, we are improving our mobility, which by extension often will help us feel less tight. Another really common example with my clients that I see is upper back tightness. So upper back, neck, shoulder tightness. When we get stronger in those areas, kind of the opposite of what we might expect, it doesn't seem as intuitive. When we get stronger in those areas, our muscles actually get softer, more supple. They're able to relax because we're not constantly tugging on them. We're not constantly rounding them forward and pulling on all those muscles in a way that makes them feel like they have to kind of like isolate and freeze up to be safe. And then the other effect is we're actually more capable of doing things with less pain, which if you ask me, it's a pretty damn good reason to strength train. Now let's talk about that third effect, psychological effects. This is where I feel like it's super, super rich. A lot of people start strength training because they want to be stronger. They want to be more capable of lifting things. They want to have less pain or they want to look a different way. They want to have more muscle on their body. Those are great reasons to start strength training. What they don't expect is that they also start to feel better emotionally and psychologically. There's the like obvious kind of immediate effect of like exercising affects your hormones And so you may get more kind of feel good hormones and your brain feels better. But on the bigger picture, when you are more capable, it is this insane confidence boost. When you know that you can lift your kid out of the stroller and put them in the car seat in your tall SUV and you're not going to hurt yourself, the world opens up. You're like, I can actually go places and I can do things and I don't need to ask my partner to do stuff for me. And I don't have to worry about like, what am I going to do if I go to the playground with my kid and I have to pick them up? You know, they won't leave, right? Because that's what kids do. They won't leave and I have to pick them up so that we can leave. You never have to worry about those things again because you actually are completely capable. So it creates this competence and competence is fire. It is amazing for our confidence. I'm going to say that again. Competence is incredibly beneficial for our confidence. And it, you know, maybe it doesn't seem like these two things would be related, but there absolutely is a relationship between being able to do stuff, right? Being able to pick up the laundry, being able to pick up your kid, being able to put your kid in their car seat and feeling like hot shit. 
There's 100% a correlation between those two things because we are not in fear. We are not, you know, constantly looking around. What, what's like, how am I going to handle things? I don't know what to do. You're in this place with yourself where you know that no matter what happens, you can handle it. And that breeds some serious confidence. And then there's this other psychological effect. And I talk about this a lot in my training programs that for me, it's not about, you know, showing up and doing your workouts is not just about the like, benefit that you get from that one workout. Because if you look at the microcosm of a single workout, that one workout probably isn't that important. And, you know, that's kind of a silver lining because it means that if you miss one, the world is not going to come crashing down. However, every individual workout can help you build the muscle of trusting yourself. And when you know that you've got you, You're going to do what you say you're going to do. You're going to show up and you're going to like take care of things for yourself. That has this enormous effect as well, right? So I talk to a lot of people who join my programs who are like, oh yeah, I'm just the type of person who doesn't get blah, blah, blah done. I just, you know, I always do this. I always miss workouts. I always, you know, I never feel like doing it, that kind of thing you actually get to change that relationship with yourself and become the kind of person who's going to do what they say they're going to do. And if you have that kind of trust and relationship with yourself, it opens the world up for what you can accomplish, right? So for me and my work, if I know I can put X, Y, and Z tasks on my calendar and, you know, Tuesday, 3 p.m. Kelly might not want to friggin' do that, but I'm going to do it because I trust myself and I show up for myself and I know that then I actually can, my whole life starts to be less chaotic. My whole life starts to just work better because I'm not constantly in this like, well, I don't know. I don't want to say I'm going to do that because you know, what if I don't show up or I don't know when I'm going to do this or I don't know how long it's going to take me to do X, Y, Z. It's just like, nope, I know. I know that I'm going to show up and I'm going to perform at the time I say I will to do the thing I say I'm going to do for the amount of time I say I'm going to do it. Now, asterisk, there is some nuance to showing up for yourself. It's not just a matter of like, I need to show up and do the programmed workout exactly the way it's programmed because I have to, because I said so. Not because I, Kelly, said so, but because you said so. Uh, There's nuance there. If you're showing up for yourself, if you're having complete and total trust and faith that you are going to show up for yourself, that also means checking in with yourself, right? So if you're like, oh, I don't want to do this, to give the example of my client from the beginning of this episode, who was like, yeah, I'm exhausted. I feel so tired every, every time I go to do a workout. For her, taking care of herself in that moment, if she's feeling fatigued, if her muscles are super sore for like a long, long time after every workout, if it hurts, her taking care of herself in that moment might look like taking a second to run to the grocery store, get some solid snacks, to eat a meal. Like if she's identified that food is her issue, then doing the workout actually does not serve her. That is not showing up for herself. So there's a difference between doing exactly what you said you were going to do because you said you were going to do it versus coming in with the intention of doing what you said you were going to do or showing up for yourself 
and also letting that be a conversation with yourself, right? You're talking to yourself now, letting that be a conversation with your body about what actually is going to serve you in this moment. So those are the metabolic, physiological, and psychological effects of gaining more muscle. I hope that sounds as appealing to you as it does to me, because it sounds very appealing. And if it does, if you are postpartum, if you've had kids any time in the last, let's say five years, and you want to do a strength training program that is mindful of your core and pelvic floor, I would love to invite you to join Strong as a Mother Live. It's my progressive overload strength training program. It's I call it about an intermediate level. You don't have to have a ton of weightlifting experience, but I do want you to be pretty much rehabbed postpartum. So you've done some kind of pelvic floor physical therapy, some kind of postpartum recovery, or maybe you never had any issues postpartum at all. In that case, I want you to go get on the list, go to the show notes, get the link to get on the invite list. There's going to be a private invite for Strong as a Mother Live in July. So go ahead and get on the interest list ASAP. And I cannot wait to see you there. Any of the resources mentioned in today's episode will be available in the show notes. So go ahead to your podcast app and open up the show notes, or you can find them right on my website. And I would be so grateful if you would share today's episode with a friend. So just go back to your podcast app, hit the share button and send the link over to someone who you think would benefit from this. And lastly, if you want bonus brownie points, you can go rate and review the podcast. This helps new subscribers find us and get some awesome benefits from listening to today's episode. Thanks again for being here and have an awesome week.